I said I always remember the wood grain beneath my feet in a busy street. I never said I was angry, but I think I'm still in misery. But it's what I needed, and it took me by surprise. Sometimes I think I'm bound. Welcome everybody once again to another edition of Shot Callers, brought to you by the 48 Minutes Network. Make sure you give us five stars reviews. Come check us out. We've got all your latest. I mean, we're running hot right now with uh, we got 48 Minutes Network with producer Tim and Sean Mackey. We've got the at large bid boys. Their college basketball starting to rev up as well. Tim's always, you know, he's been to Xavier practice. He's been to UC uh, March or what they call it, Midnight Madness. Bearcat Madness. Yeah. They call it Bearcat Madness. I mean, I he, didn't get to do Musky Madness. On no, Friday. he missed Musky Madness, but he's been to the practices. I mean, he was telling us, you know, about. Their practices have been hardcore. Travis Steele is trying to take over the game up there. You know, he's replacing Chris Mack, who's down in Louisville now. But our at-large bid boys do a great job of covering all your college sports. Um, right now, I'm here with my boy, Josh Hayes. We are the Shot Caller crew. My name is Ben Brown. And we are going to get uh, get rolling here. Josh Hayes, how are you doing, my brother? I'm good, man. I'm just here ready to be a baller. Shot caller. A shot caller. 20-inch blades. On that Impala. Do we have to get that clear through Apple Music or anybody? No, it's less than 12 seconds. Oh, uh, there we go. I don't own the rights to that. <laughs> we don't own the rights. We don't own the rights to that. How's everybody um, doing out there today, man? Man, it's, man, it's really, really, really exciting to be here. Once again, um, we're going to go through some topics of the NBA this past week. Uh, Producer Tim will give giving us topics, and we'll just start lining them up and knocking them down. Um, we love to get your feedback, man. Get us on Twitter at 48 Minutes Network. We're at 48 Minutes Network on the Twitter. Um, hit us up with questions, comments. Go to our, you know, get, like I said, the five-star reviews are so important, man. Get on there. Give us a review. You like us. You love us. You want to hear more of us. We've got all your content. Just get on there and give us some love. So Now i got to do a bump of Ben's paycheck. Yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, you bump, bump that salary up a little bit. So um, we're going to go ahead and get right into our topics. Producer Tim, give us topic number one. Well, speaking of bumps in salary, Benny, topic number one today is about the uh, recent contract extensions in the NBA. Uh, on Thursday of this week, we saw Washington Wizards star guard Bradley Beal get his get an extension for another a couple of years mm-hmm. to get his max deal. And then yesterday being Saturday afternoon, we saw Pascal Siakam. Spicy P. Spicy P coming off an NBA title. Get his uh, rookie mass extension. Mm-hmm. So it feels like this is two franchises that have these contracts for two different reasons. Absolutely. Um, so what are your guys' takes on the extension signed by both players? Well, I'll talk Siakam. Um, the Siakam deal was a great – it's a great deal. Siakam's earned that deal. Um, he was part of a championship team, a huge part of a championship team. Um, and I think the Raptors know uh, that – their leadership is aging. Kyle Lowry is one year older. He's coming off an injured thumb. Um, Spicy P is the guy um, that you can build your franchise around. Um, you know, you, you've got him there. You still have Van Vliet there. I mean, you've got some young talent there that um, you're going to be able to build around. And Siakam is the main piece of that. I feel like that's a great deal for him. I feel like the city of Toronto has kind of uh, embraced him and his style of play. And I think that he's going to be possibly an all-star this year and uh, be a, the main guy on that team. Now that Kawhi has moved on, he's on the, to LA. Siakam, I think is going to be the guy. 
Lowry, I mean, of course, he's he's still a stud, but um, I think Siakam, they, they wanted to tie him up and, and keep him there in that city, uh, and it's a great fit for, for that team. Um, Siakam will do great um, on that deal. So I think the reason why Toronto did it, he's going to be their guy. I mean, no doubt about it. He's going to be their guy. So great deal. Um, Josh, we also had the Bradley Beal deal. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I I mean, I kind of have some thoughts on it, but I want to hear what you think about it. Um, well, first of all, um, shout-outs to Spicy P, man. Uh, I don't know where <laughs> he came from out of life to be such a great <laughs> uh, pickup for the Raptors. Uh, but, you know, he had a huge season last year. You know, capped it off with the Most Improved Player Award in the NBA. Uh, he became somehow one of my kids' favorite household names, which my oldest uh, ordered a Spicy P jersey. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know. Wait, does it say Spicy P on the back? Or does it uh, say no, it just says Siakam. <laughs> oh, because I was going to say, but, uh, that would be fire. But you know, how, fire. you know how when the NBA were putting the nicknames on the back of the jerseys. They should bring that back. They definitely oh, should. Um, I would have definitely allowed him to put Spicy P on the back of the jersey. Oh, yeah, no doubt. But uh, that extension is huge for um, him and the city of Toronto. But, you know, with the extension they just gave to Lowry and then the extension they're giving to him, I'm really nervous that they ain't going to have any money to pay anybody else because those are two basically max deals. And I know that Siakam's is off of a rookie scale contract, mm-hmm. but, you know, $130 million. And then I think Cal uh, Lowry's set to make $31 million next year. I think or? So. yeah. Yeah, he's getting paid. Man, I, I need to quit my job right now. Um, I feel like I got a smooth left-handed jump shot. <laughs> I think I could go be a specialist in the NBA and, and, and really go cover up and get some of this money that they're passing out right now. Um, and I know that as we talked about last week, with everything that's going on you know, with the NBA in China, we said the ramifications that might happen moving forward – I tell I'm telling all these players, man, you guys might as well try to get that money while you can because I don't know what it's going to look like in a year or two from now when you know all this stuff is is uh, doesn't get rectified or get covered or you know they don't move forward with trying to fix what's going on over there and they start losing all this NBA money with the sponsorship deals and things mm-hmm. like that. So get it while you can, fellas. Yeah. Um, but I know you asked me about the Beal contract. Um, that one's a little interesting to me because. I know last year they they were looking to try to move Beal, yeah. and and then they signed him to this extension. And we were just talking about this before the show happened. Um, I think they did that deal just to get him settled so they can try and move him. You know whether it ends up being a two way trade or a three way trade. I think somewhere in the season that is going to be a topic to where we might see Bradley Beal playing somewhere else yeah. in the near future. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. Um, I just think that Bradley Beal uh, and John Wall, I think they, I, I don't think there's an issue as far as them getting along, but I think Beal's had that feeling of being able to lead a team while Wall was hurt, and I think he likes that. I think he's a guy that's a leader. I think he's a guy that wants to be the guy who uh, is playing for championships, and I don't think he's going to get that in Washington. And Washington knows that. I mean, you know, the Washington franchise has made a, a bevy of bad moves and decisions throughout 
you know, these past, you know, producer Tim started laughing. I mean, Since 2001. Yeah, I was going to say, they've made tons of bad moves. But um, I, I think that Bradley Beal signed it, and I think the Wizards signed it, just for the fact that I think they want to get some value back for him so that they can make a move and get some, some pieces back. Um, Beal, I think, I mean, nobody's going to say they want to be out, but I think he wants to be out of there. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, speaking before we go to the next topic, shout out to the Washington Mystics, WNBA champs. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Elena uh, Deladon. 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 She's phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Uh, Washington's threatening Boston for title town, guys. Yeah, I'm telling you. Not really. No, nah, no. Not yeah. even close. <laughs> no. Nationals are in the series. Yeah. The Caps won the Stanley Cup. What was that a year and a half ago? year and a half. Yeah. 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 All right. So, I mean, so. You, I mean, shout out to that. If you did not get a chance to watch any of that WNBA final. It was great. It was phenomenal. It was. It was phenomenal. I just really hate that the Connecticut team is named the Sun. They need yeah. a better name. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. the Sun really doesn't shine in Connecticut. I mean, Not at kind of, all. It's kind, of, it's kind of a dreary place. It's like being called the Lakers and live in Los Angeles. Live in Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah, Feel so that. It's, but uh, shout out to the Washington Mystics, man. That, that was a really fun series to watch. Della Don put on a show. Now, she had a couple games in there where she was hurt. I think she had some back spasms. Matt Stella Don, man. Yeah. I mean, she I mean, she played well. Um, there was a, I think it was Meesman or Meeselman or something. Yeah. Dude, she was balling, balling, mm-hmm. unreal. So, that, that series is a lot of fun to watch. So, shout out to the Washington Mystics. Absolutely. All right, guys. So, topic two. While we have guys signing deals, we have guys trying to get out of signing deals. So, we've had some reports these past couple of days of guys that are on the trade block or also not wanting to be wanting to get more money than what they have. And so obviously Demonis Sabonis has been rumored he's on the trade market. Uh, Weirdly enough, there's been a rumor forever he's getting trade for Jalen Brown and Jalen Brown just turned down a, a deal from the Celtics. Yeah. Which I want to talk about that Absolutely. specifically. But then there's Buddy Heald who is just burning Sacramento to the ground. He yeah. is full fledged Seth Rollins right now, guys. He is. <laughs> so the Sacramento Kings, according to Chris Haynes, offered Buddy Heald a four year ninety million dollar contract. And Buddy said he wants four years, 110. Now, Josh said earlier something in this case of he hasn't earned being a max player. I agree. Yeah. But last year, he had 278 threes. That's the seventh most in a season in NBA history. For the first three years in an NBA career, he has the most threes of anyone made. Yeah. That includes the greatest shooter of all time who's currently in the league. Steph Curry. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, he just kind of said he took it as an insult. He went on. He made fun of them for being a low market team, and went as far as saying, "When's the last time a big time free agent signed with Sacramento?" Ooh. So, gentlemen, Ooh. between Jalen Brown, Demonis Sabonis, and Buddy Heald, what is going on with these young bloods? Hey, oh, ben, man, I'll let geez. you take this first because I know Sabonis is <laughs> Sabonis is almost close to us. You yeah. know, we'll be in a couple hours from Indy, so and then yeah. you being a Pacers fan, let's take that one first. Man, I, I'll tell you this. Um, Sabonis should have seen the writing on the wall when they re-signed Miles Turner. You know what I mean? Uh, Miles Turner is the guy that they want to be their center. And, and I love Sabonis. I, I, re- I really do. He brings a lot to the table. Um, I mean, he's he's a physical guy. I mean, he's not a great defender. Um, but, he's but you know, he can put the ball in the basket. He gives us a lot of, of that good stretch four play um, where he can st- step out, hit that 15 to 18-foot jumper. Um He's good around the basket. Uh, he gives us a lot of positive. I, I want to keep him there. However, um, I think that when you put a guy on the trade market, it makes it really difficult for that player to be committed. You know, I mean, 
you you're already telling me you want to get rid of me. So now you want me to go out here and play for you as hard as I can. Um, now, granted, I mean, he's playing for whatever team is going to trade for him or whatever because, I mean, he's still got to try to make some money. But I think it's – I think when they signed Miles Turner, they were like, look, this is – Miles Turner is our center of the future. Uh, Sabonis uh, – and, you, you know, they drafted Batazzi. So, I mean, th- there are some things there where it, – it, I mean, he should have seen, you know, between the signing and the, and the draft that – you know, I may not be here for very long, which is okay. I mean, it's the NBA. It's it, That's what they do. It's a business. Um, I would hate to lose Sabonis as a Pacers fan because I just really like what he does and how he plays, but I'd be okay. I mean, I'm a, I'm okay with the growing of Batazzi and Miles Turner. I mean, with the other pieces that we have, I think we'll be all right. But uh, And plus, too, you're going to get good value back for Sabonis. I mean, we're going to get draft picks or another player. Um, maybe Jalen Brown, which you know, I think that deal makes the most sense of any trade I mean, rumor in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they need a big, uh, they need a big that can score, and we need wings. Uh, it sounds sounds logical to me. I mean, yeah, a Sabonis, Enos Cantor, front court on the offensive side. Yeah, sounds pretty wonderful. Yeah, you're you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna put people in bad positions with those two guys on the floor together. Because they, Defensively, who? I was going to say, <laughs> now you ain't going to be able to stop nobody. Don't, don't get me wrong. You're not going to be able to stop nobody. But with those two on the floor, I mean, they'll, they'll be able to get buckets and and, and uh, be effective. So, And and Boston, you still have Tatum. You still have, I mean, you still got a lot of talent Kimba. there. Yeah, Kimba's there. So, I mean, you got a lot of talent. You, yeah, and let me touch on that. You know, I'm not a Pacers fan. But, you know, with us, with the Pacers being the closest market mm-hmm. to us, it allows us to be able to go up and see some quality basketball. So, you know, as you watch these other teams come in and you go to a Pacer game, and let me first give a shout-out to the Indiana Pacers organization, man. What an atmosphere they create yeah, for the NBA fan awesome. and the experience. It's a blast. It and, is. It's fun. you know, I don't think people realize it because they're the Indiana Pacers. Yeah. You know, when you walk up there, I mean, you feel you feel electricity as soon as you walk yeah. into the field house. I mean, from start to finish. and. They love everything about Indiana basketball. Yep. And if you guys didn't know, that's where basketball was grown at, yeah. Indiana. Yeah, no doubt. Hoosiers, Hoosiers is an overrated movie. <laughs> Hoosiers, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's a very overrated movie. <laughs> okay. It doesn't age well. It doesn't age well. It doesn't fit today's market. You know. But um, if you look at what the Pacers have done, I would even say over the past, even back to when they had Reggie Miller and Mark Jack, yeah. like – they just stay competitive every single year. Super consistent. And no matter what moves they make, you always feel like they make a move to put themselves out of contention, and then they're right back yep. where they need to be. So I'm I'm going to venture out to say with the Pacers in their front office, if they are to move Sabonis, mm-hmm. uh, and whatever they get in return – is going to be something that's going to fit their team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's that's what I've seen from them. That's what I've always done. And let me tell you, like I've always said, like they may not have that legit go-to guy, but their roster is always stacked with guys that just know how to play basketball. Yeah. They they just move. They 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 make the right plays. Um, and I think that Oladipo, if he can come back healthy and can take that next step, uh, he he might be that guy for them. Yeah. Um, but you know. Jalen Brown, young talent. Yeah. I, I see it happening. Yeah, I, I would love to see that happen. Um, buddy, the Buddy Hill thing, man. Ooh, that's that's smoking, bro. I mean, that's I, 
I mean, and I like Buddy. Hill, I got a right? take on this. Yeah, and, and you know, earlier, Hill, that's crazy. Earlier, I did. I was telling Tim, like, you, you know, he's not a max player, but I understand where he's coming from because if you guys pay attention, if you look at the contract they gave Harrison Barnes, mm-hmm. what was that? Four years, eighty-five million. Yeah, something like that. Um, I've never been a Harrison Barnes fan. I wasn't a fan of him at North Carolina. I wasn't a fan when he played for the Warriors. I wasn't a fan when he went to Dallas. I'm not a fan of him at Sacramento, and he just got all this money to go play. Um, and I don't feel like what he produces on the floor matches the money that he makes. So I honestly feel like Buddy Hill thinks that that $90 million, which is only $5 million more than what Harrison Barnes is going to make, is a slap in the face. And I think that's where the issue comes from. I don't think it's the actual money part. I think it's more of like, you just paid this guy $85 million, and you're only going to pay me five more million. Look what I do for the team versus what this guy does for the team. And like I said, Producer Tim, you brought up some stats um, about Buddy Heald, which were kind of eye-opening, which I never put it together. So if you want to tell him, you know, kind of what this guy does, I mean, he was a monster when he was in college, but I think yeah. that he, because Sacramento is such a small market team, like you don't get to see them on a night-to-night basis, so you don't quietly get to see the numbers that Buddy Heald puts up. Yeah, I think the Kings were really surprised what exactly they got back in that DeMarcus Cousins oh, trade. Oh, absolutely. Like, not that they didn't think they were getting bad players, but I don't think they realized that they were going to get a sharpshooter like Buddy. And Buddy was uh, had that breakout year last year. Like, if you look back, I mean, Buddy and De'Aaron are kind yeah. of... That was the bloodline of that team yeah, last year. Absolutely. That was the reason that team competed. Yeah, and and that's I think that's why it bothers Buddy Heald so bad. Like, sure. Like, like... I'm in Sacramento. Like, this isn't like we're in L.A. You know, we're not in any other big-time market. We actually are bringing excitement to Sacramento. People are talking about us now. People want to, you know, people want to, you know, see us. You know, we talk about all teams. They are a league pass team now. I mean, people want to see them play. So, if you don't want to pay me and what I've given to this franchise as far as my production and, and all the things that I've done, like, I can see where he's coming from for sure. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think also um, you got to look at like like Josh brings up a great point with Harrison Barnes because also if Buddy doesn't sign by by Monday, which is the day the show goes up, yeah, he will be a restricted free agent in yeah. the twenty twenty free agency, which is a terrible free. He might be the number two guy in this free agent class yeah. behind Andre Drummond. Yeah, absolutely. Because he didn't if he doesn't sign this deal because Lowry signed his deal before he's not going to free agency. Gordon Hayward, yeah. you know, has that the Celtics have yeah, that option. Yeah, which means Sacramento might lose him and get nothing. Nothing right. in return. Now, so let me tell you this: um, one thing I do like about Buddy Hield, um, he started and played all eighty-two games. I was just yeah, yep. I was getting ready to say yep. which is which is like mind blowing in the NBA. This that, that he's people, the opposite of Malik Monk. Yes, <laughs> um, he shot almost forty-three percent from three-point range, which yeah. would, which would have to put him top five in the league. Oh, with, yeah, if, without if a doubt. not close to number one. Um, I don't know that stat right up front. He averaged almost 21 points a game. Mm-hmm. And I think that he is only going to get better. Like, he is just now about to hit his prime. Um, and then you get these these young these young guys around him, the Bagleys and the uh, De'Aaron Fox. Like, they're going to improve. Absolutely. Um, I think that from here on out, he only gets better. Oh, yeah. Uh, and if yeah. they can create more opportunities for him to have open looks – I, I couldn't imagine his percentages not going up. Right. Uh, yeah. He was eighth, by the way. He was eighth? Okay. Yeah. Joe Harris was one at 45.4. Yeah, Joe Harris so was he wasn't off time. by no. far. No. 
But just one but where, where was Clay and Steph at? Steph was third. Seth, I'm sorry, Seth was third. Steph was 11th at 42.3. You, you better get your curries right. Right? Seth, baby. Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> Clay Thompson was 17th at 41.1. Yeah, he started out horrible, though. But Dude, there were 27 guys, towards 26 guys last year that shot 40% or better from three, that including Carl Anthony Towns. Towns, yeah. Towns, baby. I saw Towns raining threes. But it was 40 even. That's crazy. That's crazy. But yeah. At seven foot. Um, I, I I literally changed my take on Buddy Hield for the moment I sat down from what I said when I first walked <laughs> in the door. That happens um, a lot, you know. What I mean? You know, after like I said, he quietly had a, a put together a pretty solid season. Yeah. yeah, and like I said, if you're giving Harrison Barnes eighty five mil, like uh, yeah. Buddy Hield, go get your money, man. Yeah, no hey, doubt. I, I'm endorsing you. No doubt. When the election comes up in November, I'm endorsing Buddy Hield. Yeah, no, I mean. <laughs> And like we said, they're the kings. Yeah. Like, people are actually talking about you. Why would you not want to keep a guy that is giving you that much production and not pay him? Like We haven't talked about the kings like this since Chris Webber. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, Buddy Hield was Oklahoma, correct? Yeah. yeah. So, um, I lost money on Buddy Hield in the NCAA tournament that dude, year. Dude, he, he had one of the great he had one of the great runs that I've seen. Like, everybody was talking Trey Young. Like, I don't think they remember Buddy Hill in no. college. No, they don't. No, Buddy they was don't. nasty. He was awesome. Buddy was the reason he, they went to the Final Four yeah. that year. They lost to Villanova by a lot, they but... Did. But still, he was hey. he got them there. Nova, man. Nova quietly just wins championships. Shout man. out Jay Wright, yeah. the man. <laughs> the most <laughs> handsome coach in college basketball. Well, yeah, Buddy Hill, you have my you have my endorsement. We are we are rooting for you to get your money. Man, no doubt about it. For but, sure. But yeah, that's, that's, that's... I think that's key, man. Like, you, you're the Kings. Why would you not want? Why would you not want him with your organization? And on top of that, we just talked about that. You're going to lose him for nothing. You're going to get nothing back. I think we all agreed uh, when we did the preview of the Kings that we feel like they have the best young nucleus right now to go out and compete. Yes. Yeah. Because you know who's circling Buddy Heald if he goes to RFA? The Golden State the Golden Warriors. State, yeah, absolutely. You know? Put him with D'Lo. Put him with Clay. Put him with Steph. Put like you know. Yeah. Put Draymond as a small five. Yep. And we'll just freaking shoot the lights we'll out. We'll shoot the lights out. And that's a that's a wrap. I still I was shocked Zach Lowe did not have the Warriors in the playoffs. Shocked. I know. Is that, shocked. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I, I don't understand. I, I do think there's a drop. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, when I, I when I saw that and sent it to you guys, I was like That's crazy. The Mavericks? Like <laughs> Zach Lowe's yeah, yeah. Zach Lowe's intelligent about Zach basketball. Lowe's, like he knows what he's talking he about. Does. But like, man, man, that was crazy. Maybe he knows something we don't. He had the Bulls at eighth in the East. I'm yeah. like, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> I would love to. Don't get me wrong. Either. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. I, I don't know. I'm excited for the Bulls. Don't get me wrong. I just I'm not there yet. <laughs> hey, your boy's got belief in him, man. He's got yeah. belief in him. Shout out Kobe White. Shout out Kobe White. God, you know he's been mean? so fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right, producer Tim. Topic number three. All right, boys. Topic number three is. What is topic number three? I tell you, spaced out. <laughs> man, that Bulls thing really got you. Man. I know. <laughs> I was like, bully, he's like, baby. He's like, run with us. He's like, Bulls ain't Gold State not the playoffs. What is he thinking? I lost my train. What am I thinking? What am I thinking? <laughs> NBA 2K My League. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> As you can see, folks, uh, I I am very overworked, but I love it. I believe topic oh, number three was just the ongoing discussion of the uh, aftermath of the China. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. So the China saga. I was just, you know, if you guys want to touch on 
the now the LeBron James aftermath of China. Yeah. If you guys have anything to we'll say, we'll touch about on it, it real quick. Yeah. Really, yeah. I'm ready to talk about these teams. Yeah. Um. Well, well I mean, I, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it because it's, it's it's starting to become a beating a dead horse, but. Um, LeBron, you know, sent out that statement about, you know, Daryl Morley's tweet and him being uneducated about stuff and people went crazy. Um, they're all upset about thinking about China doesn't, you know, that LeBron doesn't believe in democracy and he's an anti-patriot and he doesn't want people to be free and all this other stuff and blah, 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 blah. And then Kyrie put out something yesterday, I believe about. You know, they asked him about the meeting. They I asked think. him about the meeting and, and all this stuff, and he said, "Blah blah 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 blah." I, I I'm kind of over it. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know my whole thing was like you know I didn't I had people tweeting me about you know because I I was retweeting LeBron stuff and you know what he said. And people were all upset about it. I had people actually tweeting me. Well, what do why do you think that LeBron what he's saying is really good? But I'm like, guys, I'm not a politician. I'm strictly talking NBA and money. That was all I was talking about. Yep. Because they're going to lose a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's all I was really concerned about. Now, Morley has the right to tweet. He can get on top of a building. He can stand on top of his house. I don't care what he does. He can say whatever he feels. But just strictly talking NBA and money, this is a big deal. You're talking about you're messing up uh all kinds of TV money from China, endorsements from China, jersey sales from China. They're taking NBA off the TVs. This is a big deal. This is going to affect the money cycle of the NBA. I'm not talking about politics. He can talk about politics, whatever he wants. He can say whatever he wants. He can do whatever he wants. He can believe whatever he wants. I'm just saying it is going to affect the NBA, as far as money and income and people's livelihoods, yeah, that's what I'm talking and about. And I think we discussed a lot of the ramifications last show yeah. um, of how much this is going to affect the NBA. Um, my take on this is that after all this happened, mm-hmm. and um, I remember I sent you guys uh, a, a comment from uh, Commissioner Silver where China t- asked them to fire Maury, and this is a quote. He said, we were being asked to fire him by the Chinese government. We said there's no chance that's happening. There's no chance that we'll even discipline him. So the NBA is standing by their freedom of speech policy. Which I respect. Uh, which I do respect. And, you know, I think the bigger issue here with all this, and like I said, once we talk about this, we can let it go is that I think a lot of the players were just concerned about, you know, the the issue that was going on over there and the timing of the tweet. I don't necessarily know if the tweet was as as demoralizing and destructive as the actual timing of the tweet. So like say we go over, we play the games, we get all the hoopla, you know, all the the um the fans, everybody gets to see the NBA basketball, uh, all the interviews get done and then we leave and then the tweet sent I don't know if it's as big of an issue. I agree. I totally as, agree with that. As what it was when it happened. Yeah. If this if this happened in June, I don't even know if anybody right. even really notices. So I, now, I, agree. I do agree with that. So now what I think the, the, the end result of this is, is that somewhere China, I think, grew a sack and they think that they don't need us anymore. They don't need the NBA anymore. And, and that might be true. Um, 
So it's it's interesting to see how this is going to play out still because we all know that it's not done. Um, we don't know what the end result's going to be of, um, like you said, the sponsorships and the money standpoint and um, the payroll moving forward uh, with teams. And uh, I'm I'm interested to see what's going on. But like I said, I'm still in my stance that had we pulled out and then the tweet was made. I don't think that we're talking about this as much as we yeah. did. Yeah, I would say that. I agree. Um, yeah, I, talk ho- I do hope it gets resolved. Me too. Yeah. So, I guess we got to add rule three to the 48 Minutes Network. Rule number one, we don't talk the GOAT debate. Correct. Rule number two, we don't talk about LeVar Ball. Rule number three, we're done talking about China. Amen. <laughs> I just saw Zombieland, and I was like, man, there's someone. like, And they talk about all the rules, and I was like, this sounds like me. <laughs> Never lost. Undefeated. We're not allowed to talk about LeVar Ball. We just don't give him the attention he doesn't deserve. What? Triple B? I'm just playing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What's the the guy, Uh, the uh, business partner that made a YouTube account to expose Lonzo's ankle injury? Oh, man. Oh, man. Are those guys the Kardashians of sports or what? This is getting, it's outlandish. It really is. Like. I just don't understand why. Like, you really took the time, right, to develop a YouTube channel <laughs> so that you could just out people. Like, why we gotta tear the young man down? Right. The guy's been through enough. He's like, let him play enough. ball, right? And and that's like we talked about that last week. Like, New Orleans was such a good move for him. Yeah, it's gonna for be great. Him to get out of LA. He's got young players around him. They've he, already picked up Bi's rookie option. Yes, they know what's going on. Yeah, like they they're trying to do the right thing. He's trying to do the right thing. He's moved on. Yeah. And people just keep they keep going at him. And I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Let the guy just play basketball. Yep. That's all we got to do. All right, gents. Our final division preview of the season as the season starts on Tuesday. Great timing getting shot callers back together, oh, guys. Man. Shout out. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Hey, I'm just glad to be a part of. <laughs> We're glad to <laughs> have you, my man. here, man? I've always been one one that wants to talk basketball with no one to talk basketball with. <laughs> that is why we have this network. Because we're we're, we're all basketball fans in northern Kentucky. We have if you don't talk BBN, you don't talk basketball here. Right. So all right, so speaking of, we're gonna start with the Northwest Division. And Josh, I wanna start with the Utah Jazz, because you are the forty eight minutes network resident diehard Louisville fan. And that means that you're the big fan of Mr. Donovan Mitchell going into the year spider. three. The Spider. Yes. So this is a team a lot of people really like. And they had a great offseason. They traded for, for, obviously, for Mike Conley. They signed Bojan Bogdanovic. They still have Rudy Gobert. And they have Donovan Mitchell. Now, here's the nuts thing with all this attention about Donovan Mitchell, Josh. Maybe you disagree with me. He's the third best part on this team. And this team's going to make some noise this year. First of all. <laughs> Third best player on the team. I might have to pull out some Stephen A. on here. Okay. Do you think he's better than Gobert? They play different positions. Do you think he's better than Conley? Yes. Ooh. I don't know about that, my man. Listen to me. I love you. You're my guy. How old is Conley? That's fine. He's still better. 35. uh, Somewhere around there. He's he's definitely on the decline. Well, yeah. But. Um, And Donovan Mitchell is definitely ascending. And his defensive game is getting tons better it is um his offensive game is going to get better and let me tell you being a born and raised native of louisville kentucky 
uh, seeing Donovan Mitchell come from where he started to where he was. I was totally shocked when he went pro and did not think that I was going to see this Donovan Mitchell in the NBA three years later. So totally surprised. But Utah Jazz, um, they were already a good team to begin with. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they added some pieces. And I think the pieces that they added are only going to make them more competitive. Uh, you said they added uh, Bogdanovich, Ben. That's freaking, that's huge. Yeah, it's big for them. Let me tell you, man, that, one that of my favorite it. pacers to go watch play. Yeah. Um, that guy's lights out. That guy could get it. Man, he, he, he can play some it. ball. He was the one that had guard LeBron in that, his last Cavs series against them. The yeah. seven-game set. Yep. And he held his own. He did yeah. hold his own. He definitely held his own. Um, I really like the Mike Conley pickup. Um, you want to talk about a guy that's a floor general that can run the team. It's hard nosed. You know, we talked last week about that whole Memphis Grizzly, uh, grinding it out type basketball. I think he brings a little bit of mental toughness to the Utah jazz, which is something I didn't think that they had. Um, I didn't think that Rubio was I think Rubio was a great ball player. Um, you know, he reminded me a lot of like a flashy Ginobili or um, along those lines, you know, being that European style, kind of like glitz and glamour. Um, definitely had some skill set, but like I think Conley brings them some just bulldog, you know, get up in your face. Like we're going to grind it out if we have to. This is my house. Yes. And um, I, I like the pieces that they put on that team. Um, Plus, they have the best defensive player in basketball right now. Yes. Which we're going to talk about all that here towards the end, I guess. Uh, but I don't have a lot to say about that team. Uh, they finished They finished well last year. Uh, they obviously didn't, I don't think, it reached or attain their goal. I thought they would have made it a little bit further in the playoffs than what they did. Um, but I think that they are going to be a dark horse team that can probably go into a series and let's say they're against the Clippers or the Lakers, like that's not an easy series to no, play. No, not one bit. I don't think there's an easy series in the West. You're in the West, no, baby. No, not I don't at all. Care. I don't care one through eight. If like we said, if the eight, Warriors come in as an one eight through seed, ten, yeah. I mean, it, someone's not going to make yeah, it. Somebody's not going to make it. There's not. A, there is not an easy game. I, I mean, as far as top ten teams in yeah. the West, you know, it, 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 anybody that plays. It gets in the playoffs. You're going to have a grinded out series, one eight, two seven. It doesn't matter. Like the West is so stacked, does not matter where you fall. It's going to be a grind them out. Um, I do like this Jesse being a Bogdanovich guy. I, I hated losing him for the sure. Pacers. I mean, I absolutely hated it. Uh, but what a great pickup for the Jazz. That they are. Uh, he is going to be a typical Jazz guy. Stretch the floor, plays decent defense, works. He's got know, the perfect name to be the, a member yeah, of the Jazz. He does. I mean, he's got that name. I mean, he's he's going to fit what they do well. Um, I think Donovan Mitchell. It'll take a little bit of pressure off of Donovan Mitchell having him on the floor, um, just because he if he's able to score and be able to create his own shot, so Mitchell doesn't have to do it as much. You could saw that in the playoff. Series, yeah. Mitchell was—I mean, he was just trying to will his way to. Between him and Conley, between Bogdanovich and Conley, 
Mitchell's going to get so much better because he's going to get a lot better looks having those guys on the floor that can also do other things offensively. We wondered about that last year during the playoffs. We were like, who's going to score for the Jazz? It's got to be Donovan Mitchell. But if he's not scoring, then who else? Like, they didn't really have that. Now they've had Joe Ingles, basically. Right. It was Joe. That was your second best option. That was your second best option. So I think adding Conley, adding uh, Bogdanovich, I mean, you've already got a a Rudy Gobert, who's your defensive anchor. Um, And he's also, I mean, he needs to work on his offensive game. Hopefully, he can give them a little bit more offensively. Um, But. I think adding those two guys will really help Donovan Mitchell be able to uh, take advantage of some other mismatches and things like that because you're not going to be able to just key on him defensively anymore. So um, I think the Jazz will be. I think the Jazz will do well. Um, I love the structure of that team, and like I said, the free agents and guys they got. I think the. I think they'll do well. Plus, hey, uh, Quinn Snyder's such a good coach. He is. Didn't he they? Is. Uh, didn't they pick up your boy Trayvon Blewett? They did. Yeah, he's got an exhibit ten. <laughs> he did. Um, so I think he's gonna be playing in Salt Lake this year. Always got to shout out the local guys. Yeah, Trayvon's my guy. Shout out Trayvon. Um, also, my under the radar guy for the Jazz. Before we move on to the next team, uh, Royce O'Neal. That kid. Yeah. He's gonna make some noise this year. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I want to talk about the Thunder next, guys, because this is Ooh. a team that's got a really interesting dynamic right now. So you could tell the game plan was when they traded Russell Westbrook that they were going to try to flip Chris Paul, and then they realized that contract's untradeable. Oh, I mean, <laughs> like, so this is a total it's, like it's an albatross. Here's the thing: this team's like new window of rebuild. This roster doesn't fit it. This roster's too good to be a rebuild team right now. With bringing in Gallinari, who is one of those guys that shot forty percent from three, um, they bring in Chris Paul, who you know is gonna play for them this year. Yep. It's at this point, there's no moving them unless Miami like really cuffs up. They're like cuffs up something nice. Yeah. And um, it, like you said, that freaking contract. Like yeah, but like the young talent, like Shea Gilgeous Alexander, I I love. I want this to be Shea's team. I want them to grow with him. Yeah. Um, but this team is such an, a this really weird crossroads. They didn't think they were going to be at when they acquired Chris Paul. So, what do you guys think when you look at the Thunder? Um. Obviously, all we've known of the Oklahoma City Thunder was originally Westbrook, Harden, Durant. And then you lost Durant, you lost um, Harden, and then for the past X amount of years, it's been all Russell Westbrook. A little Paul George in there. Yeah, Paul George Little the VO. last two years. But the, the, the one thing um, that I've always credited Oklahoma City for which is like a gift and a curse is their front office like even when they got rid of guys like they were able to bring guys in so they stayed competitive no matter what right uh and now I I think this is the first time where they're going to transition and they're I I really believe this team is going to struggle um I don't know if they have enough on the floor to be able to be a team that can compete night in, night out for 82 games and consistently to put together a season where they can make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, if we're lucky, Chris Paul plays, what, half the season? I mean, that guy can't stay healthy to save his life. Yeah. Yeah, it's clockwork. It's like come April 1st. <laughs> right? You're like, oh, yep. he's out. Um, he's out. I do like, I do like the Alexander pickup. Uh, he... He, uh, I think, took some some huge steps, even from a rookie standpoint in, in L.A., and I was really shocked that that was part of the deal that they put in there to get Paul George. 
Yeah, Clippers um, fans were definitely bummed about yeah, losing him. Absolutely. Because he would have been the perfect point guard for this, too. He, yep. he would. Um, but you still have, you know, the grinded out guys like Steven Adams, um, Roberson. So, like, they're still going to be defensive-minded um, with at least those three on the floor. I have never been a fan of Gallinari. I don't know why. I think he looked at me wrong one day, and I just decided <laughs> at that point, like, I don't like you. Um <laughs> You know, they were feeling sorry for the guy in the playoffs because he couldn't make a three. And I'm like, it's playoff basketball. Like, why are the announcers, you know, trying to trying to make this guy seem like he's a he's a case that we need to feel sorry for? Um, they got some pieces. It uh, looks like they got a bunch of Kentucky guys on their roster. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Hamadou. Yeah. Hamadou's a fun player, though. Nerd, Noel. Nerd I mean... Ones. Uh, another shout out. Uh, I believe they they picked up the Baisley kid off of the trade. They did Princeton yeah, High School um, who, represent. Who he was the first one to kind of buck the whole the uh, high school to college and went to the G League. Got his own sneaker deal. Got his own sneaker deal. Nice stepped up. So, I mean, you know, they got Muscala from the Lakers. I mean, they they have some guys in the future that might be able to eventually be able to produce. I definitely think that they are. Um, ways away from being competitive on a night-in, night-out basis. That's the issue, though. They're ways away from being competitive, but they're ways away from being a rebuild team. Yeah. Like, there's, yeah, they're they, like, you know what I mean? Like, you got to be one or the other. It feels like that. They're right, yeah. It feels like that big alpha bulls year with Rondo, Wade, and Butler, where it was like, what are you guys? What right. are you trying to do? Well, That's I what think, it looks like right now. I think that that might be what has to happen in order to get to the rebound piece. Um, you know, like they got Schroeder on their team who I think gave them some good minutes and some, mm-hmm. and some, and some good clock last year. And yeah. I'm, I'm thinking they're going to try to bank on him to be the kind of the Westbrook filler <clears throat> until they can figure out what they're going to do. But you can't lose Paul George and Russell Westbrook and just think that you're going to be competitive. Like, yeah, I, I, you got all those picks. Like your game plan was definitely to rebuild. Yeah. Like that was your thought. So they're going right. to have to, they're going to have to figure out how to, to, how to either give Chris Paul his money and send him on his way. Um, or you're going to have to deal with the aftermath of just letting him be on the floor. Yeah, I do think he's going to be really good this year. I do. I think he'll. I think he'll do well. Um, but on their roster, I mean, Schroeder's a point guard. Chris Paul's a point guard. <laughs> Gilgis Alexander's your point guard. I mean, if you're going to, like you said, if you're going to rebuild, who's going to? I mean, you already got Chris Paul. I mean, is that going to? Is that going to make Shea the backup guy? I thought they might play him as a two. You think he'll play him as a two? Okay, so then Schroeder. I mean, the, your, the Clippers gonna, played him as a three last year in right, the playoffs. Right. So, so Schroeder then becomes your backup guy. And then okay. Roberson is usually your defensive stopper. So, yeah, like, are you your gonna, perimeter stopper. Are yeah. you going to put Gallinari at the four? One of them coming off the bench. Like, yeah, their roster doesn't make any. It sense. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, and I think that's going to be the issue: is that you've got a mix of young guys and old guys. You've got a mix of guys that. Are going to have to move positions. You got the guys that's going to be have to play different positions. The only one that's the true position is Steven Adams. I mean, he's he's going to be your center. Which, if but, they're bad, he'll get traded. Right, right. If they're bad, he's out. Um, you know, you can't move. You can't move Chris Paul because you try to, but that freaking contract's an albatross. There's there's no way you can move him. This, I mean, it, this this roster's clunky. It doesn't make any sense. It's got. I mean, you're going to have to put guys in different positions and move guys around, and it, I I just. I just don't like it. I mean, I really don't. Um, Billy Donovan does a great job. I really like Billy Donovan as the coach. Uh, I would like take... better at UCLA. Yeah. 
he could end up there, man. You never, you never know. You know how these things go. Shoot. Yeah, we know who the coach is there now. Right. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know how this goes. <laughs> you know, Midget Mick. You know he. You know he's. He'll at one point he'll he'll hit a kid or something and he'll be done. <laughs> so it'll it, be uh, like Sharif O'Neal and be like, "That's it. Right. You out. Exactly. Yeah. You you gone. You gone. But yeah, I don't. I just don't like this roster. I. I, I mean, I wish they. I wish there was a way to get Chris Paul off the roster because I really think that Shea Gilgis Alexander would be the a really good point guard. Yeah. I um, mean, he showed it with the Clippers um, that he's got leadership, you know, leadership ability. Um, uh, you know, you're just kind of stuck. Like you're stuck. Um, I don't. Of course, I don't see them making the playoffs. Um, but I do think Chris Paul. We'll have a, a, I think he'll have a good year, but I don't think it's going to be, I don't think he's a guy that can lead a team to like playoff, to a playoff or playoff victories. He's just too old. He's going to miss 20 games at some point. Yeah. It is good. It is what it is. It is what it is indeed. All right, gentlemen. So next is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, We talked about a team that, you know, has a lot of question marks. Um, Obviously we know who their best player is. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, who I think is going to have a phenomenal year. And then after that, there's Andrew. There aren't 100 better players in the league better than me, Wiggins. <laughs> and then there's Jeff Teague. Um, I do like Robert Covington. I do like the, the fact they got Jared Culver. It seems like they're trying to build that defensive um, identity yeah. with those guys. Culver's awesome. If you guys haven't watched him play, he's yeah. so good. Um, took Texas Tech to the NCAA championship this last year. And then, you know, they still have guys like Josh Okoji, who they got from Georgia Tech. He's going to his second year. So the young core isn't necessarily bad on this team, but I still feel like they're a bad team. And I start to wonder at this point, with how we've seen movement with these players and unhappiness really come in full effect, how much longer will Carl Anthony Towns put up with a bad roster before he wants to go somewhere else? 20 games. Yeah, I give him 20 games. They start off 10-10, 8-12. and 10, uh, eight and 12. Something where they where they're heading down the road, he'll start barking. He'll start barking. Um, he's NBA players realize very quick that the window, unless you're LeBron, the window is small. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Towns right now is let's see, Towns is twenty three. He's twenty three years old. Man, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, dude. He he was nineteen when he started. I mean, he was nineteen when he got in the league. He's amazing. He's so good. Yeah. He's oh yeah. He's he. I mean. Your window is small. You're seeing you see guys like Anthony Davis. He got moved. Uh, Paul George was able to force his way to get moved. You're seeing all these guys being able to line up and get on championship caliber teams, and you're stuck in Minnesota. That's crazy. So here you sit. I've got I'm I'm a top twenty five player, no doubt, no doubt. I need to be on a play. I need to be in a place where I'm going to win here in the next five years. My peak, the peak of my my years from twenty three to twenty eight, especially for a big man. For a big man, I got to get somewhere where I can win now. So I think if they start off really bad, which is a good possibility. I mean, that, I mean them going first twenty games going eighteen or eight and twelve, um, seven or thirteen, whatever it may be, that that's a good possibility. Um, I just think that he'll be out of there quick, Minnesota. Um, I mean, they, they, I, I like some of their pickups. Like you said, Covington. I love Covington. I do, too. I, I, I think he's a dog. You know what I mean? I love um, that Dario Sarge is not on this team anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, I, I like Covington. Um, 
You know, I'm not a big Wiggins guy. Nobody's really a big. I don't think anybody's a Wiggins guy. That's what's so frustrating is talent wise. Yeah, there's a few better. Yeah, but just like effort. Effort. I don't like. Yeah, we we talked about that last year. Yeah, like his effort is terrible. Yeah, like he can jump out of the gym. He can shoot. Yeah, but other than that, it's like if you count on him to like set a ball screen or anything, he's not gonna do it. His effort is terrible. Uh, He's been. He's had that moniker of being the guy that oh he's just he's almost like like. He was almost like Miles Turner two years ago. Like, he's right there. He's on the cusp. He should turn the corner. And, and, and he's just nothing. So, I think at some point, I, I do think that for the sake of Carthy Towns, I hope that Minnesota just says, okay, let's let's make a move. Let's get some draft picks. Let's get some guys, you know, that we can build around. Um, and let, let's, let's get him moved out there. And I think Carl will want to get out of there. But my team preview for Minnesota – I don't think they'll be any good. They I don't either. Make, they won't make the playoffs. Um, but I do hope they move Towns, and I hope Towns starts barking and getting out of there. Because like we've talked about, contracts mean nothing. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty spot on um, of everything that I probably would have said about this team. Uh, after Jimmy Butler left, um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you look at their roster – and we all know that Carl Anthony Towns, other than that year he choked in the playoffs, which anytime a Kentucky player chokes, like you're going to hear it from me. I think it's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> uh, a resident Louisville fan. Yes. <laughs> but the one thing I will say, I really like this guy's game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that he is an exceptional talent. One talent that I could say if he wasn't playing in Minnesota and maybe had – one more guy around him that we would argue be talking about this guy possibly winning an MVP. Like that's how oh, good I he is. Oh, I agree. I completely oh, 100% agree. agree. That's how good he is. 100% agree. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, you're talking you're talking a guy that's a walk-in double-double. Um a guy that you know arguably is I don't know, man. I mean, he's he shoots well from the floor. He's got an outside shot. And also, just the he played in all 82 games. He's missed five games he's his whole five career. five games of his whole career. Five. Yeah, he's durable. In Minnesota. A 25-12 guy. Um, it's almost like he, he took place of Kevin Love when Kevin Love yeah. left. Yeah. That, was the, that was who Kevin yeah, Love that was. was. Hey, we, we got rid of Kevin Love and we got Carl Anthony Towns and we're still the same team. You like, know, Josh, I've never put that together and no. I think that's 100% true. Yeah, that's a, is, I've never thought about that ever. Either. But it's 100, that's 100% <laughs> like, correct. He's like saying it, I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. They just replaced one one big guy that can score and rebound with another big guy that can and, score and rebound. And stretch the floor. And, and the rest of the team has done nothing. <laughs> and they're in the same spot that they were when he was there. Yeah. Um, Don't get me wrong. I like Jeff Teague. Same. Um, he's an average to below average. maybe a, He maybe technically should probably be a reserve point He's guard. He's the Andy Dalton line. He yes. is the Andy Dalton line of point guards. Yeah. Um, those of you who don't know, Andy Dalton is a Cincinnati Bengals quarterback. Um, yeah. Talented but limited. Talented Wiggins. but limited. And not a whole lot of talent around him uh, as far as offensive line play. Wiggins is definitely just all about himself. Um, yes. The guy can score. I mean, he's a good talent. But like... If you're not going, if you don't want to be the alpha with the other alpha, and you're just saying like, 
hey, this is my team. I basically feel like Wiggins is like, this should be my team. That was and, Butler's problem with him. Yeah, this should be my team. And um, that's how everything should happen. It should go through me. And I'm like, you have a seven-foot dog on your team. Like, no, that's who the team's going to go through. Right. And I honestly think Jimmy Butler, Not, I mean, not that we need to talk about him, but he had a problem with the team going through Cat as well because he's your best player. Um, but, yeah, they are going to struggle. Yes. Um, agreed. I think this team is going to be in the market for, like, LaMelo Ball or Anthony yeah. Edwards next yep. year. Yep, I agree with that. Did you know that Carlton Towns shot 42% from three two years ago and 40% last? Like, this guy's a... This and he's getting better defensively. And he's getting better. I mean, yeah, yeah, this is... Man, he needs to get... A, hey, we're going to try... <laughs> hey, free cat. We go to hashtag free cat. We hey, started can we, today. Can we get those shirts made? Yeah. Hey, we want a free cat shirt. Yeah. And Buddy Hill get and Buddy Hill get that money. Yeah. <laughs> free my guys, man. Let's go. We got last year was last year before you came on this on the network, Josh. The, uh, the motto was "Pay those ladies" because we were all about WNBA players getting bigger contracts. Heck yeah! And now it's free cat. Free cat. I bet we could get those shirts made. We free. know people. We all hey, know shout, people. Shout out to. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, uh, I shared a post yesterday, and I didn't even know this, um, that Skylar Diggins played the entire season pregnant, pregnant and didn't yeah. say a word to anybody. Pregnant. That's crazy. And as she was getting ridiculed, and they were, you know, basically saying, like, you're trash, like, she didn't say a word and Not just went man. out and played basketball. Well, you know, that's my girl. Yeah, you know, Notre Dame. She and She's got a Rike, you know. That's my squad. <laughs> that's your squad. Yeah. All right, guys, so we got two more teams left. These are probably the two best teams in the division. Um, let's start with the Portland Trailblazers. Obviously, Western Conference runner-up last year. Um, a little bit of a different-looking roster. Obviously, Dame and CJ are what matters on this team. They're still there. Yeah. Um, Yusuf Nurkic is still on his way back from his injury. They bring in Anthony Tolliver, who's just a, he's a fine veteran. You know, He's been around for a long time. He's a great locker room guy. Um, Hassan Whiteside comes to the team. I'm not a Whiteside guy. I don't know how you guys feel. And then they draft Nazir Little, who really underachieved at Carolina, but I think will be a much better NBA player than he was a college player. Yeah, I agree. So when you guys look at this Portland team, the shooting is definitely there, but they're missing a piece for sure, and that piece was number zero in place for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. Yep. I, I would I would agree with that. Um, and that would be And this huge. isn't just because of geography. This no, is straight up like is straight. that is the best fit for him. Yes, absolutely. Um the the one guy that I really like on on this team, well, of course, outside of McCollum and and uh, Dame Dollar, um, Rodney Hood. Yeah, he he had a resurgence. Yeah, Rodney Hood had a resurgence out there. Now, of course, Cleveland fans are like, "Where was that Rodney Hood when you were in Cleveland?" But you know, um, Rodney Hood. Uh, I mean, he he played really well. He had a resurgence there, and I really think that they, I think that they may have won the West last year if they have Nurkic. I really do. I mean, he he was really good for them last year till he broke his leg. He was really good. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think they get him back. I think if they get zero from Cleveland, I mean, that's got to be that's got to be one of their priorities, right? Like, they, they, they got to want to try to make that move. Yeah, right? I know Kevin Love is saying all these nice things about wanting to be in Cleveland and no. not wanting to leave. Come on. I mean, let's be honest. But you joke, can go joke, home. I, right, <laughs> right. You go to beautiful Portland, Oregon. You get to play with Dame Dollar. And CJ McCollum. McCollum. Who's your boy? Yeah. Like, uh, it, it's a perfect fit. Um, 
Nobody wants to play. I mean, LeBron wanted to play in Cleveland, but he's LeBron. I mean, he, he wanted to play in Cleveland because he owed them something. He owed, yeah, he owed them something. But Kevin Love owes them nothing. He owes, I mean, what's Kevin Love owe him? Yeah. You know, like, I, yeah. Joakim Noah. Who You're I know, welcome for not having Andrew Wiggins. Right. Yeah, exactly. Joakim yeah. Noah, I, I'm not a big fan of him, but I think he had one of the greatest quotes of all time. Like, who wants to go to Cleveland? Nobody says, hey, wow, I'm going to go vacation in Cleveland. Like, it just doesn't happen. Like, I, the, you know, like, people, people, I mean, I don't know. But, yeah, I, back to the Trailblazers. I think their roster's strong. Um, anytime you have a, a, a duo like McCollum and Lillard, um, Lillard is, I still think he's underrated. I do, too. I think people don't give him enough credit. I really don't. I, do. I agree. I, I think he's he is phenomenal. I would take him over Kyrie Irving. Ooh. I really would. Uh, you know what? Ooh, I'd have to think about that. And one. that's not a dig on Kyrie. No, 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 Irving. not a dig on Kyrie. But I just, I just, I just like his game. I like his toughness. I like that he doesn't back down from anybody, even Shaq, who's trying to freaking make diss records on him. Like, like he doesn't back down. Hey, from shout anybody. out to Shaq because that was kind of hilarious on both sides. Both sides. Both sides. Yeah, did a really good. You know, it's I. I you got goes, all that money, but they, but they traded you for a penny. For a penny, that was really. <laughs> Yeah, they they both went at each other, but um, I, I do think uh, I think that Lillard's just a dog, man. I, I really like him, um, his leadership. C.J. McCollum, I think, is only getting better. Um, he's shown it year after year. He's continuing to grow and get better. Um, like I said, Nurkic gets back. I, I really like his fit there. Um, Rodney Hood, I really like. Um, I, I think they've got some really good pieces. Uh, and Nazir Little was Nazir Little was a sneaky pick, uh, but I think he's going to have a pretty decent year. Um, like you said, he underachieved a little bit at Carolina, but I think that once you once you get into that pro atmosphere, guys show you how to be professionals. I think he's going to have a good fit there. I like this Trailblazers team. Yeah, I think uh, when you go back and you look at like the early season mock drafts, yeah, literally Nazir Little was rated above Zion. Yeah. It was R.J. Barrett, Nazir Little, Zion was yeah. one, two, three. Yeah, so I I think he's gonna be he's gonna be a sneaky good guy there. Um, I really like him. So um, I like this Trailblazers team. I I think they're tough. Um, Hassan Whiteside, I think will have a resurgence. Um, uh, I know you're I know you're not a Whiteside guy. Oh, yeah, I know you're <laughs> not a Whiteside guy. But for what they need him for, which is defense and rebounding, as long as he doesn't feel like he's got to be an a scorer, and I think that's kind of what happened in Miami. Is that they they started to lean on him too much, and he's just not that guy. Um, I think defensive wise, rebounding wise, if he sticks to those two, I think they'll be all right. But um, I like I like this Portland team. I think they'll I think they'll they'll, they'll make waves again. All right. So the fact that you guys think that Dame is underrated, I, I really do. I, I not not that his. Not that his game. I mean, I don't feel like people get. And there's so many guys. Like everybody, when they talk about point guards, they're like, "Oh, Kyrie and Steph." And but, like nobody's like nobody really brings him up in conversations for some reason until like five. Yeah, I'm like this guy. Like, and, I, and you think it's like a West Coast thing because people he comes on at ten thirty at night and people don't really get a chance to really watch him play. Maybe I, I don't know. 
I do. I, I don't I don't think people give him enough credit. I think that and I, I, this is going to be really sad to say this cuz I, I I don't think it's a knock. I think Damian sure. Damian Lillard is a poor man Steph Curry. That's fine. Um he's not as great as a shooter. No. No. No one is. Um he he actually can't he can't get to the basket as well as Curry. It's weird. Like I, I actually think Curry is the one that's underrated out of all this. And I don't want to talk about him in this division, but I've always thought Curry was the most underrated player in the NBA. He never gets credit, but I think Dame, if, if there was any one player that um, I have always fought for, it's Damian Lillard, like the all-star snubs. Um, and you look at what this guy does. He's consistently just in the top of scoring every year. Uh Again, I think it's that West Coast thing. Like, they're up in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Portland is, like, stuck up in the corner. Uh, ben, I mean, we know a little bit about this. I Absolutely. mean, you know, our bro, we'll give a shout-out to Trey Seven, Sean Alexander, uh, played for the Seattle Seahawks and had probably one of the greatest five-year runs that a running back's ever had in football, and nobody heard about it yeah. because he was up in the Northwest. So, I think Dame kind of gets that same uh, – tough love that uh you know that happens up there and I'm not sure why I feel like the only the only thing that gets love up in the northwest is Oregon football um yeah but shout out Nike U shout out Nike U I think the Blazers got better than what they were last year yeah uh they played what they went to the Eastern Conference Finals correct lost to Golden State correct um I think they got better. I'm not a Whiteside fan either. I don't know where he was getting all this money from. I mean, I watched a couple of the preseason games, and yes, I know it's only preseason. <laughs> it's preseason, but like, uh, he can rebound and he can block shots. But like, I was watching him on offense, man. He has no skill whatsoever. Like, he couldn't turn around, and hit a shot. Like, he had no no like for a big guy, you would think like. He'd have a skill set of getting up and under. And I mean, he was struggling in the game that I watched. And that's the guy they signed on to be their every, you know, their their guy that's on the floor playing center. I will tell you, um, I saw some promise from Zach Collins. Uh, he was hitting tons of mid-range and outside shots. Um, I don't really know how much they're going to get from Pal Gasol. Um, Nothing. He's probably... Yeah. He's just a coach. At the, he's there at the end of it. Yeah, he's just a coach. Um, you know what you're going to get from Dame and CJ. Um, but they got a lot of young guys. Uh, Anthony Simmons. That's like, my dude. Like he That's came my dude. In, he came in was like an instant spark plug uh, one of the games that I saw him play and hitting deep threes and on the ground. And, you know, Bazemore is a good pickup, I think. Um, yeah, especially because you got rid of the Evan Turner contract. Yeah. yeah. That contract was um, I heard you talk a little bit about Nasir Little, which – I don't know why I wasn't high on him coming out of the draft. Um, and then all of a sudden he went fairly high and I was like, huh? He went like late first. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you have in the second round. Yeah. Okay. And, um, who was the other small or the other small four they had or the, the power forward North Carolina had come out Cam? who actually dropped. Um, well, let's see that class was Kobe, Cam Johnson, Nas Little. It was one more. 
Luke May didn't get drafted. No. Nor should he have. <laughs> Not even after hitting that shot on UK. <laughs> Those two years ago. I know. Um, <laughs> but he's, yes. He's still living off that shot. Yeah. I mean, but you know, their their roster's deep. Scal. Um they they got some they got some hard worker guys that can come in on their second unit and probably hold hold the line until they get their starters back in. But I'm with you, Ben. Um I haven't can't figure out quite why Rodney Hood has not stepped up to that next tier of, you know, being a twenty-point guy? Like his offensive game is is sickening. Yeah, uh, he can get to the basket. He makes shots, and I don't know if it's that he's never had a chance. He's only twenty-six. Did you know that? Yeah, he's young. He's a young dude. I don't know if he's ever had a chance. If that's the issue, like you know, you go, you get traded, and you're playing behind LeBron. I mean, it's been. It's there. I don't. I don't really know what the issue is. Um, he's another Duke guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I I liked him in college. I I I I can't for the life of me figure out why this guy can't get more touches on the floor uh, for any team that he's played for because when he gets the ball in his hands, like he makes things happen. So here's the trade. I figured it out. I'm listening. So, because you know the Cavaliers are going to want a young, talented player. Uh-huh. So, Zach Collins has to be in the trade, right? Like, there's no way the Cavs are doing that deal without yeah, him. Yeah, not a chance. So, you take Zach Collins, 4.2 mil over the next three years, and Kent Bazemore's one-year 19.2 mil. You switch that for Kevin Love, who you get for the next four years. Ooh. Portland then has CJ, Dame, Love, with all those young guys we just named off the bench. Book it. I'm in. I'm in. Did you just become Tim the GM? <laughs> no, shout out TradeNBA.com. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, Josh, that's too much math for yeah. Tim. We need we need to make that happen. But right. I didn't mean to talk over you. I apologize. No, 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 I just no, figured I, it out. That, hey. Does that make would would that move would that move make Portland the favorite? No. No, I still think LA, the LA teams would be better. Um I still like Houston a little more than I would like that team. Okay. Um, just because I think if Dan Tony really uses Westbrook the way he has so far, that's just a guys. Remember, we're still talking about the team that played in the Eastern Conference Finals that got better. Yeah, yeah. and then we're going to give him Kevin Love in the deal. Yep. Yeah. So and, and, and they and they still finish fifth. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. You pick up Kevin Love and you still finish. Fifth. Hey, you ah. never know what happens in the West. That's true. Absolutely. Yep. Which brings us to actually, believe it or not, guys, and all this all this run, our last. Western Conference team. Our last team. We're done with division previews now after this. Absolutely. The Denver Nuggets. Nuggies. Twitter's favorite NBA team. Number two. They, If I'm not mistaken, number two seed in the West last year. They were. So, obviously, the the big talk is Nikola Jokic. He's really good at basketball. Yes, he is. Paul Millsap is still there. Jamal Murray is another year older. They signed him to his extension. They have the good glue guys. The Gary Harris's, the Malik Beasley's, the Mason Plumley's. But this year, folks, they get last year's first-round pick, Michael Porter Jr., finally on the court, who everyone's excited about, yeah. myself included. Absolutely. Is he con- is he still considered a Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons rookie? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Sure Never. is. So he's up for rookie he's a year. He's a dark horse, for sure. And then, of course, the trade that brings from Oklahoma City that brings in Jeremy Grant. So, guys, this roster is deep. Love they are it. talented. And they have a lot that they can look forward to. What do you guys think when you look at this team? Well, I'm not going to say much about 
Denver. Um, I think their roster kind of speaks for itself. I don't think he's going to play. Yeah. Um, I think that we are going to get the same Denver team that we saw last year. Um, they're strong. They're deep. They, I think top to bottom, they might have the most um, balanced roster in all of the NBA. They can just take guys out and plug guys in, and like they don't skip a beat with their second team or their first team. No doubt. And I think that's what makes them so dangerous. And, again, you know, I hate – I really do. I hate on Kentucky. Um, but they have another Kentucky guy on their team by the name of Jamal Murray. Yep. Who is super young. Um, if you guys want to look that up, I guarantee you he's probably 21, 22 years old. Um, yeah. And he's just now starting to figure it out. 22. He's just now starting to figure it out. He'll be 23 in February. Um, you know, you got your, your old witty veteran with Millsap. Uh, we all know what we're getting out of Jokic. He's, he's like the jack of all trades. I mean, he's really good. Um, Did you say we jack were, of all trades or jack in a box? I, I can't tell. Well, I was actually going. I was actually just going with the whole uh, we had touched on last week after he got that contract. <laughs> I love hamburgers. We were talking about how he's looking on the bench. And he was looking. He was looking like he was not ready to go. Um, he was looking a little rough, but um, I really think the the um, the question on this team is can Michael Porter Jr. stay healthy and can they get the guy that they thought they were getting in the draft two years ago to give them what they need yeah. moving yeah. forward? Yeah. And I think I, the here's what I've noticed about guys that have missed a whole year and came back the second year as, as redshirt rookies. I just made that term up. I don't they might use red shirt rookies before. Her, I mean, this rookie. year, uh, Chumo Kiki yeah. for Orlando. He didn't even sign his rookie deal. Yeah. So, here's what you've noticed. Uh, those guys, like, they chose to kept, keep him out last year. So, he got an opportunity to practice, run, play, all that stuff. So, everybody's like, oh, well, he's a rookie, but... They're not really rookies because once they're healthy, they chose not to put him back on the floor. So he got an opportunity to practice and play. So he's already up to NBA speed. I think he's the he is going to be um, a huge factor in what they do because I think he is is a guy that nobody's really accounting for. Um, I think they've seen him play in preseason, but I, I but I think that he's a guy that'll be. Um, a key cog to what they do. Now, of course, Jokic, Murray, uh, I think the Grant pickup, you know, the trade there is freaking huge. Um, I really like him a lot. I like Jeremy Grant a lot. Um, but I think Michael Porter Jr. will play a key role um, in them uh, winning that division. Um, I think that they have an opportunity. They're they're deep. Um They've, they've got all the players and all the spots. They're the opposite of the OKC Thunder um, because they've got guys that fit every role and every position that they have, just not random guys. Um, I think that they'll have an opportunity to, to challenge the West. Um, their roster is the only roster that I see that can uh, challenge those two teams from L.A. Um, and give them a run for their money. So 
Um, I really like this Denver Nuggets team. I think that they'll be, I mean, they'll be right there. Now, they've got a mighty task in trying to win the West, of course. Uh, you know, but uh, it would not shock me if they if they did win the West. Like, it, it would not shock me if they, they uh, won it all. I agree. Not, I mean, it really wouldn't. I think that they're that. I think they're that talented, and that deep, and that's what you need. You know, that's what you need on a roster. Is you need depth. If you've got depth, you can you can make things happen. So, and moving forward, because I know we're about to pick this division, um, this might be the toughest division that we had to pick as far as like who's going to win the division, yeah, uh, and who's not. I, I think we all are in agreement who's going to be in last place in this division. <laughs> I agree with that. Absolutely. But this division, I mean, you've got you've got all these solid teams in it. I mean it's 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 it was diff it's gonna be a difficult pick. Um Wow. So who do you I mean, so as far as how this division's gonna line up, Josh, how do you see how do you see this division uh, as far I, as I'm actually torn. I think that the Blazers, the Nuggets and the Jazz all have a legit shot to win this division. Absolutely. Um, and I don't know who is going to come out on top. And I think it's going to be um, with all the new pieces that have fit in, um, that's going to decide on who is going to win the division. Now, I'm going to go Dark Horse, Okay. Uh, who I think it's going to be. Okay. I'm going to go Utah Jazz. Ooh. Okay, not a bad pick. I mean, it, like we said, those, those, those top three teams in that division. You, there's not a bad pick in it. I'm gonna go Utah Jazz, Denver Nuggets, Portland Trailblazers, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. Um. The only, the only difference that I would have. Uh, I I really think that I think barring injury Denver will win that division. Denver Jazz, actually I probably yeah Denver Jazz Portland, and then Timberwolves and Thunder. Those would be my five. And, and like I said, all of those teams are going to be right there. The West is going to be a freaking shootout. I mean everybody knows that the West is crazy. Um. What's crazy is, is that one of the teams that we've discussed out of all these teams is not going to make the playoffs, which is crazy. I mean, that, that's it's it's nutty that that the West is so loaded that a team that has a really good season may not make the playoffs, which is nuts. Absolutely yeah, nuts. that yeah. <laughs> oh my lord! Well, apparently it's going to be Golden State. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that, that's just. It's you know it's really scary. There, I really think that 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 decision is being banked on Clay not playing. Yeah, and that team is going to be super scary next year when they get Clay Thompson back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That's I don't know how Buddy Hield fits in that with that. I know we were talking about. Could you imagine having running four guards with Draymond and then like you just got shooters everywhere on the floor? Like that wouldn't even make any sense. It's called um, North Carolina basketball for the last <laughs> ten years. I mean, I mean, just think about this. If you're just looking at the West in general, just overall view of the West. So, Nuggets in or out? In. Warriors in or out? 
I say in for now. In. That's two. Rockets in or out. In. That's three. Clippers in or out. In. That's four. Lakers in or out. In. in. Grizzlies. Out. Out. Timberwolves. Out. out. Pelicans. Out. Out. Thunder. Out. Out. Suns. Out. Blazers. In. In. And six. Kings. Out. out. Woo. Close, but out. Spurs. In. Out. Jazz. In. In. So, between the Spurs and the Kings, who get in for the eighth spot? If it came down to those two, I would say the Spurs. Okay. I'm Spurs. Okay, so there you go. All right. Man, that's freaking crazy. It is. I mean, because well, those teams are so good. We didn't say Dallas won. And True. Someone has Dallas picked to make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> so shout out Zach Lowe. Maybe maybe yeah, we are going to have to we're going to have to watch Dallas closely this year because if he knows something we don't. Right. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. I would love I to either. give him some props. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. It must be JJ Barrera. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up about JJ. <laughs> <laughs> so last thing we want to do today before we got out of here, um, I had you guys put together your award predictions for the year. And so I didn't know. Did you guys get those together? I have. I'm getting mine. Mine, Sean. We're Sean and I are gonna do on our show. So we figured we would knock your guys's out. So, what yeah. do we got? You just want to name off the award, and then we'll name off the yeah, player. Yeah, that's fine. Let's okay. start with MVP. Let's just start from the top. All right. I actually didn't write mine down. I'm. I'm very. I like to be sporadic about this, and I'll tell you why. That's fine. I like it. Let's see. So. Here. Go ahead. You got it. I'm... MVP. Do you just want our pick or you want top three or? We'll do, we'll just do the pick and then you can tell me like who you can okay. close. So I want to try to buck the trend. I just want to be a, okay. a trailblazer. So I already know that you've already said producer Tim, that you were going with Steph Curry. I am. Um, I don't actually know who my brother over here, Ben picked yet, but if this guy can stay healthy and can play enough games i am going to go joel Embiid. okay i like it i like that too um if if he does not stay healthy i'm going Giannis to repeat okay Ooh, but okay. i want to go Embiid. i feel like Giannis has the best inside track to do it because he has nobody else to help him on his team so if the bucks win another 60 games and Giannis puts up better stats than he did last year I don't think it'll have the same effect that it did on James Harden, where Harden played better this year than he did last year and lost. Yeah. Um, but I am going to go Embiid, and then Giannis, and then Harden. Okay. I went Steph, AD, Giannis. Brother Ben. Uh, I went I went Harden, Kawhi, Curry. Awesome. Yeah. Actually, just makes this fun. It does. I know. <laughs> we got to make sure. Yeah, we're, we're all different, huh? We're all different. Yeah, but it, I like it. You know, the NBA always humbles us, so, I mean, we'll get through yeah. here. We'll like, I'm going to keep the rest of the picks from my show. Yeah, absolutely. But I'd already told you guys by MVP, so yeah, I figured. We, we yeah, we already knew that. Yeah, so Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, I went Giannis. Oh, okay. As Defensive Player of the he Year. He was third last year in voting, so. Yeah. Um, Pat Bev, Miles Turner. Um, Gobert and Bead. You had Gobert as fourth after he won two in a row. I did. Holy moly! Yeah, um, I, yeah. 
I am going to go Joel Embiid. <laughs> He's cleaning house. Man, I'll tell you what. Go Bear. Giannis. Okay. Okay. I like I, it. I like that. I like that. Rookie of the year. Zion. <laughs> Zion, Zion, Zion. It was, was weird. Like, I don't know. Just I something. Like, well, I honestly, I would have put I would have put Moran up there, but I just don't think the Grizzlies will be. Agreed. You, they're not going to get enough spotlight. I mean, unless he just plays just out of his mind. Which I think he will. Which but... I, I do. But here's the thing Agreed. is that he's going to play out of his mind and lose 99 to freaking 74 because they don't have anybody else who can really score. They have JJJ. Yeah. But yeah, yeah other than those two. But those right. two, I mean, that's that's it. Yeah, because I don't know how much Brandon Clark will play this year. Right. I do like Brandon Clark. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. So when we talk when we talk rookie of the year, I mean, a lot of times the rookie of the year is um, really what player. I mean, yeah, has the most dominance on their team. Yeah, uh, a lot of guys when it comes to rookie of the year, some of them end up being better players than the guy that wins rookie of the year. They just get worked in a little bit different. Yep. But I think in this case, we're all. Barring an injury, yeah. we're all saying Zion has already established himself as yeah. rookie yeah. of the year. I mean, Even if he a, misses two weeks, I'm yeah. not worried about it. It was a no-brainer, no. just like when LeBron came in the league. like That was a no-brainer that yeah. was going to happen. But there are some guys that I think that can challenge uh, for rookie of the year. So, you know, Ben, you just mentioned John Morant. You just said uh, you don't think that Grizzlies have enough um, – but that also might be a gift for him. Yeah. Um, with the ball in his hand all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, R.J. Barrett in New York. Yeah. If he can figure it out. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. Who we He's just on talked my list. about. Yep. He's on my list. And uh, shout out to producer Tim over here. But uh, I think a guy that's got a shot at this is Kobe White. I do too. I, I don't really think he'll do. play enough, but if something happens where like a Saturday goes down, God forbid. And there's one more guy um, that I got to give a shout out to, only because my son loves him so much, and that's uh, Mr. Rui Hachimura. Yeah, he's on my list too. Yeah. I'm out. You're not a. I knew you're not a Hachimura fan. Haven't ever been. You never have been. Are I you? Have. Are you not a fan? You're of not a. He's not a Gonzaga fan. No, I definitely hate Gonzaga. Yeah. Um, I think that they're <laughs> the most overrated program in college basketball. Did Adam Morrison do that to you, man? No, no. I know he beat Xavier when you're in the tournament, but that doesn't bother me. It's <laughs> the fact that they like are always talked about like being this great team. Uh-huh. And they're a talented team. It's just they don't play anybody. Yeah. I know, but they've played in Final Fours and national championships. And correction, they played in a Final Four. They played in a national championship. And they got that work. They did get that work. Yeah. They didn't want the smoke. Yeah. They weren't ready for that. <laughs> so, if you list that large bit every week, you'll hear my Gonzaga. Yeah. I also, I also hear somewhere you got like some kind of like deep, sacred love for North Carolina. I hear a lot of North Carolina come out of your mouth. Of late. Of late, yeah. Yeah. I think it has to do with my co-hosts are both Carolina fans. And they're rubbing off on me. Oh. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, you know that sacred number one rule we're not allowed to talk about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that so-called guy came from North Carolina. Oh, don't I know it? <laughs> don't I know it? All right. So uh, most improved. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be Fultz. I kind of do too, just because I think he's going to have enough action. I think he's going to have enough action to get it. I, I, yeah. 
Yeah, I think it'll be Markel. I am going Terry Rozier. Oh, you th- oh speaking Ooh, of having enough action, yeah. Yeah, he'll get plenty of work. I had Monk on my list. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I like the fact that they're going to slide Terry Rozier into the Kemba Walker role, and he is going to probably start. Yeah. And um, we're going to see if he is what he say he is. Scary so. Terry, baby. Like it. Six Coach. man. Ooh. I mean, Lou Will's had it for like a decade I was now. Say, Him like, and Jamal Crawford. Like, uh, I mean, someone needs to sign Crawford. Yeah, no, that's ridiculous that he's still out there. Hello, Lakers. Yeah. Would you like another shooter off your bench? Yeah, I don't. What are you dirt cheap? Yeah, like, like you're getting for nothing. Would you get Jamal Crawford, or Carmelo? Right. Oh yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you're getting for nothing. He's instant offense. I mean, um, it's hard to go against Lou Will. I mean, he's still in another situation here where. He's going to have a great starting five where he can come off and be the spark. I mean, it's hard to go against him. I mean, he's just – he's so good at what he does. Benny, you went against Thad Young. Yeah, I mean, Thad Young, um, he's – yeah, Thad Young is also going to uh, – he's going to have plenty of opportunities to do that as well. So, I think um, he's the best move the Bulls could have made. Yeah, I hated losing him too. I already, I've already stated that I hate him. There's a couple of those guys. I mean, <laughs> I, I just hate losing, like, just hate losing them for the Pacers. So Lou Williams, that would be my pick. Sweet Lou, sweet Lou. So I don't know how the um, Clippers lineup is going to pan out for opening night. If Montrez Harold does not start, right. I think that he is going to cancel Lou Williams out. I can see that, no doubt. I do like Montrez. Yeah. So. And I don't like Louisville, but I, I like him. The yeah. guy the guy that I am going to go with if he doesn't crack the starting lineup um due to the injuries and things like that, I am going to go Dinwiddie. Okay. Yeah, I don't think he'll start, so I think that, that makes sense. I think sense. that's a good pick. Because I think Joe Harris is gonna start. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I'm gonna go Dinwiddie. That's gonna be my pick for six man of the Yeah, year. I like that. All right, what's the last one we have? Coach of the year? Coach, Coach of, of the, the year. year. Ooh. Can't be Frank first? Vogel because he won't have a job after no. 40 games. You want no. to go first? Yeah, go ahead. You got it. Um, Since I picked Utah to win the division, I am going to go Quinn Snyder. I love it. I love Quinn Snyder. I, I do too. Um, Even though he went to Duke. Because yeah. you know I love North Carolina yeah. now. Yeah, since you're a North Carolina guy. <laughs> um. Only, only on sheer talent, uh, I went Doc Rivers. That's easy. Yeah, I think yeah. that's fair. I mean, he's got talent. I mean, those, they're going to be good. Um, they're going to replace the Lakers. I mean, I think Doc will be the guy. Yeah, I think there's like four guys you can always pencil in for a good chance, like Spolstra, yep. Rivers, D'Antoni, yep. Kerr. Yep. You yep. know, those four, you can always like, yeah, they got a shot. Yeah, they got a shot. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Well, cool, guys. Um, this has been a fun off season. Yes, it has. Come Tuesday. <sighs> Cannot it's wait. finally here. It's like Christmas Day. Josh, did you log into League Pass yet? Yes. There you go. Yeah. I, uh, and now yeah. you're addicted to it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's Yeah, I, I feel that for sure. Well, all right, guys. So, yes, the season is finally here. We're so excited. It felt like the longest season of all off season of all time. It did. So, Does it start off with a like 
free agency starts with a bang, and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and it was like once the Westbrook trade happened, yeah, I was like, and it was like, you just yeah, we had hands on knees, like what's going on, like yeah, we was like Jordan the flu game, looking for more basketball. Yeah, but now it's here, Tuesday, it starts, it does. I am too. All right, guys, so everyone, have a good night. It's here. Take it easy.